0: Hi all this is your host Justin Stewart. Today on Justin's Eye on Entertainment World Review I have a special guest Ronnie Dawson. He's the author of the Ronnie Dawson UFO UFO story that you can find on Barnes and Noble and he's also a conference speaker. He is going to tell you his tale today on the show. So here he is Ronnie Dawson.
1: Thank you, Justin. It's good to be here, man. Thanks for having me on. And usually, I'm on these UFO shows. And it's not very often. I'm on an entertainment show, so it's just exciting for me. But uh, yeah, my my story is uh, it, like I said. I uh, it was a wild story. I haven't. I didn't even believe in UFOs until up until 2009. And then uh, when things start happening, <laughs> and you start realizing that it's nothing that you can explain. it's, it's, it's got to be something from somewhere else and you come to the reality of that you have to realize you know it takes a little while to wake up you know if, at first I'm like scratching my head going maybe it's military maybe it's this maybe it's that. but after a while when you see enough things I think what really made it for me was I saw a cattle abduction <laughs> I saw a UFO uh, like drop down to a field and a blue light shot out of it and I seen a cow being lifted in the blue light and the cow was actually whipping its head from side to side and uh i tell you when i seen that i knew that the the stuff that i've been seeing out there that i thought maybe it was drones maybe it was military i was like okay this is this is not these guys aren't from around here because the way the cow was lifting it was it wasn't being hoisted up by a rope i mean it wasn't being harpooned and lifted into a helicopter i mean the way the cow was being lifted it was you know it was it was kind of flat but it wasn't it wasn't like it had a pressure point or nothing like that it was just being it was rising about 30 feet off the ground and cows are heavy animals man this thing was slowly rising up it was freaking out cuz it's whipping its head from side to side and i knew it. when i seen that i was going oh my god okay that's what i th- that's what i was i'd been thinking all along these guys probably aren't from here and for the first time in my life i'm seeing something from a UFO from another world, you know, these, these are beings from another world and God only knows what the, what the fate of the cow was. I don't know if they killed it, if they put it back, if they just took it. You know, I didn't want to know. At that time, I just wanted to leave. <laughs> but the the story esca- escalates, you know. I mean, it, it goes from there until I started seeing some crap and stuff, you know. Seeing the mystery lights was, was odd and, and fun and trying to figure out what they were and trying to get some footage of them was hard because it was almost like you're looking at them they're looking back and they would let me watch them but as soon as i grab my electronic device and try to record them and they just blink out like they were never there and uh, so it was like whatever's in these things is not you're looking at them but they're also looking back at you because whenever i grab an electronic device and and try to record them they would just go away
0: so would they like when they went away would they like fade out would they like just like kind of like on star trek dematerialize or would they just zoom off or what i mean
1: i'm well i mean i've seen i've seen both cases really i've seen a ufo craft and brought in bright, in, the, in the daylight it was in the late afternoon and it faded out i mean it just went translucent it went from an image you could see to just translucent like you were looking through it. I never saw it shoot off and in fact I probably think it was still there. It just had some kind of stealth technology running and some of the other stuff that I was seeing it wasn't really big enough to be a UFO it was like lights moving around and and uh, the, the crap that lifted the cow up, you know, uh, you, know I, you know, I drove out of the area. I didn't ever see the end of that story, you know I mean, uh, I was cruising down the highway looking out of this going on out of my driver's side window and uh and and like I said, I was wanting to stop, and and I was looking around my truck for a camera to try to get some footage of it. And then after I seen that cow being lifted, I was like, man, they you know they might want a truck driver next, you know. So it's like I was just wanted to get out of there, and I kept looking in my mirror to make sure they wouldn't follow me, you know. I I'd seen everything I wanted to see at that point uh, on that particular instance. But a lot of times, uh, uh I noticed when I grab my electronic device, the lights just simply go out; they just blink out. And they don't come back on, you know. It's like uh, whenever they take off, the lights go completely out. When they, and it's like the 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 lights on the craft are a byproduct of them sitting still too long. They sit still too long. They build up too much energy. Then all of a sudden, these lights come on. I don't think it's something they really want to happen. I think it's just they build up so much energy, these lights come on. You can see these lights shining through these uh, porthole window openings in the craft. It's not like it's, it's it's illumination inside the craft. It's not actually a light shining out on anything. It's illumination inside and opening on the craft, and it, it seems like it appears when the craft stay idly, idling too long. They stay hovering in the same place too long. The lights come on. I don't. It's not a particularly side. Of, it's a side effect of the craft hovering too long, and not something they really want to happen. I don't think. But that's that's the way it seems from observing these things but i i know you know, you know a little bit later on uh, i was wanting to get some really good solid, solid evidence and i was dealing with skepticism stuff like that when you're taking pictures of lights in the darkness people just they beat you to death saying that oh, could be a street light for all we know and it's true i, I you know i agree with them you know i'm i want to i want to prove it you know i don't want to just say aliens are real i want to prove it to the public you know and so i'm like how can i prove it to the public so i was trying to think outside the box and i was seeing a lot of ufo craft and it seemed like no matter where i was at they'd show up so i got a friend of mine i said you know what his name was alan also He's my best friend and i said look i don't think he really believed me he would never seen a ufo before but he was willing to help and i said look you you bend the camera and when this thing appears i'm going to shoot this laser at this thing It's a, it's one of them green lasers uh 250 milliwatt laser that shoots a green beam about 10 miles and i want to shoot it around the craft to see if the craft's propulsion system would cause the laser. it's been in time and space my thinking was that it would make the laser appear to be in and so i and my idea was like, if I could shoot this laser around the craft and I could show that laser in a situation where it looked like the, the light was being bent, I could prove that they were bending time and space as a result of the crash propulsion system. If we could catch it on the camera, man, we'd have some good solid evidence to, to give to the scholar, the skeptics and scholars. You know, that, man, we're seeing something out here. Like I'm telling you, it's not from here. And we could prove it. And so that was the plan. And anyway, the. Uh, we were up there UFO watching, had the laser, had the camera, and uh, wouldn't really see anything for a while. And then Alan, I was about ready to give up, and then Alan said, look, he said, he said what is that? And I looked up in the sky, Alan had hey, Alan seen it first, and it was a four-light craft, the same craft I had seen earlier in the week. And I said, my God, Al, that's it. And, and I grabbed it. I said, I'm going to shoot the laser at it. So I shot the laser at it and shined it all around it, but I did not get the beam deviation that I was hoping to get from it. And I said, okay. I I said I'm gonna shine this light right on the craft. I'm gonna shine it right on that craft and see if it reflects off of it like a mirror. See if it absorbs it. See if it lights the side of it up or what. And and uh, I said, I said I was kind of scared because I I was like, man, I hope they don't take this wrong. You know, (laughs) they may shoot their laser back. You know, I don't know if and I'm like, we may be two piles of ass sitting here looking at a UFO. And so it was one of the scariest things I ever did. And I said, All right, get hang on, man. I'm fixing to shoot it on. And I put it, the laser right on the craft, and the craft just absorbed it completely. I mean, it didn't reflect, it didn't do anything like you'd sign in on the side of a car light up or nothing. It just completely absorbed the beam of the laser on the craft. And I and I and I said, Alan, I said, I hope you're getting this, man. I, Cause I, I assumed he was the camera guy. His one job was to run the camera while all this was going on. Well, I looked over it. i mean he had his hands on his hip and he's gawking at the thing with his hands on his hips going my god never seen anything like that before <laughs> i'm going how man the camera is three feet from you you should you're supposed to be recording this and he said oh my god the camera and he grabbed the because he didn't even think about the camera i mean the camera completely left his mind once he seen the craft it was like you know i don't want to record it. i want to see it and that's the way it is when you see a UFO man you're like you're trying to figure it out. You're freaking out. You're like, you know, the last thing you're thinking about is recording it. But people want you to record it, you know, but you're just so fascinated by seeing it in the first place that he never thought that grabbed the camera that was laying three feet from him and, and, and record it. So he grabbed the camera and I run over to help him. And then before the camera display even started opening up, this thing just blinked out like always. <laughs> it was wow. Just blinked out. So was missed a good opportunity there. But, you know, I did shine the laser on the craft, but I, I found out the next night I, I had a, I had an alien home invasion because of what we did that night. Now, home
0: invasion.
1: yeah, an alien home invasion right here in Ranger, Texas. And like I said, I came home from work and I have an indoor house cat and this cat was missing in my house. And it's just me and the cat living there, and my girlfriend is going to college, and we can't really can't be together until after she gets her degree and stuff, so it won't mess up her scholarships and stuff. So I'm living by myself with this cat, and anyway, I come home, and the cat's gone, and there's a big, huge hole in one of the bathroom floors, and this cat's a declawed cat, and I, and I can't figure out how you made this huge hole, a hole big enough in the floor for him to crawl out of. And I'm fascinated, by how did he do that? And I I hollered up in the hole for him, and I could hear him yelling up underneath there. And then I stuck my arm off down in the hole trying to grab him. And then I pulled my arm back, and I looked up in the hole, and I seen two eyes looking up at me, and they were scary-looking eyes, and I can't guarantee you they were the cat. And I'm like, man, there's no telling if that's a cat or not. I don't think it's – it may not be the cat. It looked like pretty evil-looking eyes, you know, glaring at me. And i thought man you're crazy for sticking your arm in that hole you know it's uh, it was yeah. like anything could be down there you know so i'm like man i'm not gonna do that again i'm not gonna stick my arm down there again and you know i have to get my cat so i went around to the access panel that goes to underneath the house and and uh, i pulled the rocks and i noticed that the rocks and stuff had been pulled away from it and uh and uh, you know it's not the way it's normally kept the cat could have escaped if he wanted to but the rocks were pulled away, but yet when I called the cat, he came running up there to the entrance, and I grabbed him out front of the house without having to call up underneath there. And I resecured the blocks to the house, went in there, and patched the, I got some 30-year tin that we used on the metal roof, and I put four big screws into the wood so that he couldn't escape again. And I'm thinking, I'm still fascinated by the how he made this big hole in the floor. But the thing was, he you know this, this hole in the floor, i can't guarantee that he made it you know i didn't think about it at the time i just assumed that he made it but the 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 truth was i don't think he would be incapable of making it and uh i found out a little bit later he didn't make it but something else made it and because i I patched the hole up so he couldn't get out again and it was it was time for me to go to bed and i leave enough lights on my house i can move around get a drink go to the bathroom without falling over stuff so i i leave enough lights on in the house that i can kind of see what's going on so I lay down and I go to bed, and uh, all of a sudden I hear glasses and stuff being knocked over in the kitchen, and, and uh, the cat doesn't do that. He doesn't get up on the counter and knock glasses over. That's untypical of the cat. So I'm hearing glasses being knocked over and stuff, and I'm going, my God, that cat is a pain tonight, man. What in that? So I'm trying to get out of bed, and I realize I can't get up. bed, and I don't like frozen this bed. I'm like. I mean i can i can move my head a little bit but i can when i try to move, use my muscles to set up in that bed i can't it's like something is wrong i mean i'm thinking oh my god i got a, am i having a stroke am i having a heart attack and then i hear dishes knocking over again in there and i'm going oh man you know i'm having some kind of medical condition i've got a cat going to running amok in there and, and so I, and i'm going oh what in the hell is going on here and i and i look my head is Pointing out the bedroom door, and I could look in the living room. And when I when I'm looking out of the living, living room, what I what I see is my cat, and he's looking very anxious back towards the kitchen. Something's in there. And then I hear some more glasses and stuff being knocked over, and I realize, okay, it's not the cat. There's something else in the house other than me and the cat. And uh, so, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I need to deal with this, but I I'm frozen in this bed. I can't do anything. I'm wide awake, but I can't I can't move. You know, I can, I, I can, I, my eyes can move around, but I can't hardly move my head. I can't hard, can't sit up. I can't do anything. Can't move my arms. It's like there's a 400-pound gorilla sitting on me. I'm just, I'm frozen to this bed, and I can't explain why. Well, the cat, whatever is in the kitchen, runs off in the living room. The cat runs in there and jumps into bed with me. I see something streaked by the door in the living room, and then I'm, and I'm. I'm going, oh, man, you know, the cat's in bed with me and he can move around just fine. I'm still frozen in bed here. And I'm like, okay, there's something in the house and I need to deal with it, but I'm having some kind of medical emergency or something going on here. So I'm like, I got to do, you know, I can't figure out what's going on. And then I've seen this thing, it's running back and forth so fast. I'm clinging to the idea that it's a raccoon or a squirrel or something explainable. And and maybe I can figure out what is going on with this medical condition. But what what happened was, finally, i seen this thing it run across my vertical wall, like gravity didn't even affect it. And and when I seen that, the, the idea of it being something that could that I could explain went right out of the window. And I kind of had to come to the reality that this is something more about what went down last night. So these guys I messed with last night are messing with me tonight you know so I'm like okay this is not a raccoon it's not a squirrel it's not something can be explained because this thing run upon a horizontal wall vertical wall run horizontally across it you know like gravity didn't affect it you know and it was moving so fast that you your eyes couldn't even focus on what it was and I've never seen an animal move that fast and I'm going and then there was another one another one came in there was two of them and they were and i seen one run straight up the vertical straight up the wall and push off the ceiling and go run right straight back down you know it was like that gravity didn't even have any effect on these things whatever they were and they were running around there and i heard them opening the drawers i heard them knocking stuff over they knocked over a lamp at the computer desk and broke the bulb in it and so they're still running amok in my house and breaking some stuff. And I can't do anything about it. The cat is like freaking on the bed with me looking in the living room, freaking out. And he don't want, I'm thinking, well, go get him, you know? And he just, no, no, thank you. He's going to just sit right there with me in bed. And, um, then the third one came onto the scene with well, this third one, he ran over there and he stopped right in front of the door and he was like 10 feet away. And this thing, he, when he stopped, he read up on it. He was like running on all fours and he stood up on his back two legs and this is the ugliest daggum thing you ever seen it it looked like a humanoid face on it but it had these extremely long arms and the hands on it looked almost like it may be more of an insect than a human I mean it had really odd looking arms and hands but it had a human face like an old man but it had like a exoskeleton shell on it and even the exoskeleton shell had thorn appendages sticking out of it. Like if you'd have grabbed this thing, it would have been like grabbing a rose or something, man. It would have hurt your hands. Big thorn appendages sticking out of this shell on this thing. And it had a human looking face, but the eyes were tight, like a little bit of light in the room were hurting its eyes to look at. And the mouth was small lips and very tight, closed, you know, not much of a nose. and. Uh, and this thing was—I watched it, looked at it ten feet away, and I'm going, okay. I know you guys. This is more about what happened last night than anything I can explain. So I'm like, you just stay in there, take whatever the hell you want. And I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, just leave me alone. No, it, it, that didn't happen. Uh, he looked at them. He looked at the other two as almost like he was getting on to them or something. And all of a sudden, they started opening drawers and cabinets again, looking for something. And then next thing I know, all three of them ran into the bedroom at one time. Right up underneath the bed where i was at and they started lifting the bed up off the floor the whole bed, the, i mean the mattress the bed frame the whole thing they were lifting it up and slamming it back to the floor and i was bouncing on the mattress like a, just bouncing off this mattress and still paralyzed they couldn't do anything but when they started doing this the cat took off man the cat bailed he went off the bed through the out the door and sliding around the corner you know, he'd had enough, and I was like wishing I could go with him. And I felt kind of abandoned, you know, because it's like every cat my himself. last, my last, yeah, every cat for himself, and my my last buddy just abandoned me to the to these E.T. that are in my house. And so I'm paralyzed in his bed. They're bouncing the bed. Then all of a sudden, they stop bouncing the bed. They start tearing into the box springs. I can hear them. They ripped the box spring cover underneath it. And I can hear them—they're crawling up underneath. It's almost like they're trying to claw through the mattress to get through me through the back. I can hear them scraping and clawing and pulling up underneath there. And I'm thinking, man, anytime they're gonna—they're gonna claw through this thing and they're gonna kill me, man. It's like life or death. You know, you could be scared for so long, but after a while, I was. Fear turns into rage. You know, you have the fight or flight thing going on. And if you can't fight, you know, you finally get ready to fight. You know, you realize it's you or them. And you're gonna have to fight for your life and I, I thought yeah they're gonna if i don't do something they're gonna kill me and that's it's, that's where i was at i was think they're gonna kill me if i don't do something and so i i had a plan i thought man there's a golf club in the corner over there i'm gonna break free from whatever's holding me i'm gonna grab this golf club and i'm gonna go to town on these guys and so i tried to fight that force that was holding me with all my strength and then what happened was it almost killed me man my heart I, it affected my breathing my heart i felt like i almost it almost killed me i mean it felt like I almost died there trying to fight this force, and I couldn't break free, and there was nothing I could do. and, and So I just laid back in bed, and I thought, oh, man, I'm just completely at their mercy. They're going to do whatever they want to, and there's nothing I can do about it. Well, I heard them getting over there by the gun cabinet, and the gun cabinet just happened to be where I was keeping the laser that I'd used the night before. And it was locked up in there because I got guns in there because my girlfriend has kids and the kids come over and I want to make sure that they don't have access to the gun. So I keep this gun cabinet locked. I know that laser's in there. and I know it's locked. And I'm thinking, all right, ET, you can't get in there. It's locked. Ha ha on you. You ain't getting in that thing. I could hear him over there and obviously it got quiet, you know, and then.
0: So you thought you had it?
1: I thought I that yeah, they're they're not going to be able to get in that gun cabinet. Well, the next thing you know, it, you know, they it got quiet and they left, and I never seen I didn't see them running out because I was trying to turn my eyes over towards the gun cabinet to see what they were doing. I never could get a good look at them, but all I know is everything got quiet. They left. I didn't hear any sounds or anything. The next thing you know. <coughs> The strangest thing happened when they released me my body jumped up out of that bed my body jumped up out of that bed and i grabbed that golf club like i had tried to do five minutes earlier and and i was in a fit of rage had the golf club in my hand i tried to do this five minutes earlier but i didn't do it when it happened so i felt like my body was like a a robot acting with my uh, my permission and but i'm sitting there holding this golf club and i'm mad and i'm ready to kill some daggum aliens, but I don't see no aliens. So I go on a big alien hunt. Every cabinet and every drawer in that whole house had been open. I seen all the dishes they'd knocked over and some that would broken and lamps that had been broken. And I did not see any ET anywhere, but I went back into the hole that I had patched. They had pulled the screws out of the wood and they had, they had retreated through the same hole that they I, I figured that, that they made in the floor when they got in the thing. <laughs>
0: I got a question for you. Do you feel like the force that was holding you down was from them or do you think it may have been like God or another deity or something like that maybe pinning you down so that way you couldn't get up so you know like it was saving your life not really trying to hurt you or anything but like the force that was holding you down was actually to protect you not to hurt you
1: now i i think they have they have some way of interrupting the signals that your body sends from your brain to your muscles and they pretty much disable you and uh, they 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 shine some kind of beam or something on you disrupts the signal to your brain because i noticed when they released it it was like my brain processed the last thing that had got sent to it which was me grabbing the golf club and trying to kill these guys and and like i said as soon as they released me that was the first thing my brain acted on and it freaked me out because i hadn't I mean, it was like my body was a robot for the first time in my life it was acting doing things without my explicit permission and which is the odd circumstance that i've never experienced before until that night it was like you'd, you'd freak out too if your body just got up and started doing something <laughs> Imagine if you're laying in bed and your body just got up and went and got a drink out of the icebox, you know, without you telling it to. you would be going, "Hold on now, who's telling yeah, you man, to do you this?" Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's exactly. It was a weird circumstance, and but like I said, I have a Ronnie Dawson UFO story. It's on Barnes and Noble and Amazon, and uh, it's a pretty interesting little book. There, it's uh, and uh, it's doing pretty well. It's it's made the Barnes and Noble top hundred thousand a few times and um for a guy for that's my first book so i'm not i'm not doing this to sell books i'm doing this because uh, it's a memoir i want to get it down on paper before something happens to me or somebody takes me out <laughs> but thank you justin It's hey it's been an honor being here i've enjoyed the show i enjoy your show and and hopefully uh, people will check out my book and enjoy my story if not i have a lot of podcasts i've done just search ronnie dawson your full story on Google search, and uh, you can see the image. Some of the images that I've caught, you can you can find the book there. You can do everything right there. Just look on G- Google images, Ronnie Dawson UFO story.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Ronnie, for being on our show, and i sorry on my show. And like you said, folks, just go out and check out his book. And just remember, folks, like I always tell you at the end of my broadcast you know, love one another and be kind to those that are not kind to you. And hopefully, maybe one day soon, maybe Ronnie can come back on the show and maybe tell us some more of his his story. I I think, you know, my listeners would like that. I know I would. And this has been your host. Justin Stewart for Justin's Island Entertainment and Worldview and World Review. Until next time, y'all have a good morning or good evening. Goodbye.